Hello and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views of life extension from around the world. Of all of the consumer products that have not lived up to their anti-aging promises, cosmetics have got to be at the top of the list. The king of the mountain, the creme de la creme of broken promises. For my entire life, various skin creams have promised to rejuvenate my skin, but none have even come close. Sure, various oils are good for the skin and some ingredients can cover up or reduce fine wrinkles for short periods of time, but none truly lead to rejuvenated skin. With all of the recent research and positive results in the field of rejuvenation, you would think that a skincare company would put some effort into real rejuvenation. One startup has thrown their hat into the ring. Could they be the first to deliver true skin rejuvenation with a senolytic approach? Find out in this episode of Longevity Now with the co-founder and chief scientist of OneSkin. And now I would like to welcome to the Longevity Now podcast, co-founder and chief science officer of OneSkin, Alessandra Zanari. Welcome. Hi, Justin. Thank you for the invitation. First things first, uh, could you give the listeners a little idea of your history with uh, rejuvenation research and how you got involved or founded OneSkin? Yeah, sure. So just uh, to get in context, OneSkin is applying longevity science to decode skin aging and develop solutions that will extend the skin health and promote skin rejuvenation. So uh, I'm a biologist. I came from Brazil and I did my master and PhD on stem cells and tissue engineering, especially on my PhD on skin regeneration. And back there in Brazil, I met my uh, co-founders at the same lab where we're all doing our PhD, so Carolina and Juliana, and one other co-founder, she was from the bioinformatics area, but we were in the same university. And we shared this desire of applying our research to develop something that we could bring later on to consumers. So the story of OneScan, actually we started by developing a platform where we could generate from stem cells, human cells source, so we could evaluate the toxicity of different drugs. And that included skin, but also different cell lines. And this was back in 2014. And actually when we finished our PhD, I myself, at that time, I moved to Portugal to continue like a postdoc on skin regeneration. The girls tried to start a company back in Brazil, but Brazil was in a very high crisis and was very hard to found investors for funding biotech companies. But luckily in 2016, they applied to IndieBio, that is Accelerator Program for Biotech. And in 2016, Carolina moved to San Francisco and the journey of one skin started. So we had the knowledge of how growing skins in the lab and we wanted to use this knowledge to test different molecules. And IndieBio helped us to shape the story of one skin and the business of one skin. And we understood that the market for like testing drugs was already, uh, was not that big, 
But understanding skin aging and the interesting of people to search for products that promote skin rejuvenation, it's something that it's growing. It is. It certainly is growing a lot. And that's one thing people focus on. Now, I just want to stop and pause here and ask a question about your platform, your growing of uh, skin or skin cells. I'm very familiar with the, the growing of skin grafts that people put on burns to heal severe burns. Is that similar to what you're doing? Are you actually creating like small patches of skin to test your products on? Yes, yes. We replicate the skin in the lab, like the two main layers, uh, dermal layer and epidermal layer. We actually, we use human primary cells uh, fibroblasts and keratinocytes and we are able like to create this 3D structure of skin that has a very similar morphology with the human skin. Uh, our skins that we generate and we create, they are not so sophisticated to be used as a transplant, but they are very good model for studying the skin and testing compounds and understanding the aging process. So you create the skin. Now, just in my amateur scientific mind, I would say when you grow a slice of skin, the dermal and epidermal layer in the lab, it's going to be very young skin. And what you're hoping to do is rejuvenate old skin. Is there some method that you use to prematurely age the skin and then test um, your therapies on it? Yes. So this was the important first step that we wanted because there's no sense to be testing like rejuvenation therapies on very young skins. So what we developed was like by using cells from elderly donors, we are able to replicate a skin that is more aged comparing to what is most done that is using like neonatal cells. So we have, we are able like to grow skins from donors of different ages. And we also saw that if you induce senescence on the fibroblasts before growing the skin, you can also age this skin and this skin will have a phenotype of a skin more aged than a normal young skin. Oh, that is very interesting approach. Now, Obviously, you have tested many senolytics, I suppose, and you found at least one candidate that seems to... Now, does it reduce senescent markers or does it actually cause senolytic cells to be removed from the skin? So, yes, we build a screening platform to identify new molecules and we also test the main senolytics that are available. And we got to this molecule that actually is not acting as a senolytic. It, it's more like suppressing uh, the formation of new senescent cells. So one of the data that is very interesting is when we induce senescence and damage through UVB and we treat with this new molecule, we have like less senescent cells being formed than the control that is not treated with the compound. And the main thing about senolytics when we tested, especially on aged skin, is that most of them are very toxic to your skin. So it's very hard to find like a senolytic that would eliminate the senescent cells without having that toxicity together. I see. So what you just described is that one senolytic, at least, that you tested prevents new senescent cells from forming. 
does the particular compound or peptide that you are testing, does it reverse skin aging or does it just halt skin aging? So when we measure like the biological age through the methylation markers, we can see like on a setup in vitro that we have after the treatment, a reduction of the biological age, a small reduction. As far as measured by DNA methylation. As far as measured exactly by okay. DNA methylation. Okay, so the, at least that's one uh, marker of aging that has been reversed. And you mentioned in vitro testing. Have you done any in vivo testing? Have you had any human subjects yet? Uh, so we already test on clinical trial on 22 patients that evaluate the use already of this molecule formulated in the cream and they apply topically. And on this first clinical trial, we only access functional of your skin through like dermatological measurements like firmness, elasticity, and one of the important measurements about the skin barrier. So we saw that um, by applying the product that contains this peptide, you increase your skin barrier and you're also able to improve the overall appearance of the skin. We are now like enrolling starting next uh, month some more patients where we, at the end of the study, we will collect skin biopsies and then we will be able to evaluate in humans in a clinical scenario if we have this rejuvenation on the biological uh, DNA or not. Okay, so that's coming up in a month and you'll find out how well it works as far as reducing or reversing skin aging in real human patients. But so far, you've had good results in improving the visual aspects, some of the functional aspects of skin, cosmetically speaking. Yeah. And when we tested this compound in vitro in 3D skin models and also ex vivo skin biopsies, what we see when we have the aged skin and that we treat with this compound is that a lot of the aging markers are downregulated, we have a decrease of the inflammation and the morphology of the skin is more similar to a young skin. So you have a better structure of the epidermal layer, usually the epidermis become thicker and the stratification of these epidermis is more uh, organized. And when we compare this to other molecules like retinoic acid, that is the gold standard molecule to promote skin rejuvenation, what we observe is that uh, retinoic acid promotes a peeling effect, like promotes a lot of proliferation of your upper layer of your skin. And this in the end promotes a smooth skin that will give you the appearance of a younger skin, but actually the markers of aging are not decreasing. And there is a lot of inflammation undergoing uh, this process. That's why a lot of people has side effects when they try to use the products that have this active ingredient. Sure. So, so it's very interesting to see that by decreasing aging markers, you actually, you can improve the overall health and even the appearance of the skin. 
Okay, now you mentioned you know side effects, inflammation from other types of skin rejuvenation treatments, uh, which are just you know they're not true rejuvenation treatments, but they might make the skin look a little bit better. What about the fact that you've you've got this new synthetic peptide that is going to be applied to the skin, and many times things that you put on your skin end up uh, transferring through and getting into the bloodstream and going around. Uh, is there any thought about toxicity or side effects from uh, this new molecule? that you're testing out? We did several safety tests with this molecule. Uh, so the, the nice thing that we like about this molecule is that it's not showing toxicity. In We test different concentrations. We tested even different cell lines. It's very hard to see toxicity effect using this molecule. We also run safety tests in terms of mutagenesis, uh, karyotyping changing, carcinogenesis effect, and this compound, it doesn't cause any change uh, related to mutagenesis. We also already tested an experiment called RIPT that is uh, repeat in salt patch test where it's done in humans and it evaluates if a molecule can cause sensitization or allergy. And this peptide also, it doesn't cause uh, any sensitization to human skin. So you did have, you did test it on humans and just like on a patch of skin and saw whether or not it had any kind of, you know, side effects or irritation on real subjects. Yes, yes. This okay. was run like with 50 patients. And is that something that will be done as well with the trial that's coming up uh, with y when you're going to take the biopsies and measure uh, potential rejuvenation effects? Will you also be monitoring those subjects for side effects? Yeah, we are always like all the clinical trials we monitor to side effects. The, the first clinical trial with 22 patients, uh, they use for 12 weeks and no side effect was observed as well. Okay, many people have wondered as well, what about some of these other senolytics that have been shown to be useful in mouse models, uh, some natural compounds, some chemotherapy agents, antibiotics have shown senolytic effects. Did you think about trying some of those? Have you screened those? Do they work? Yeah, we, we test in our platform most of them, if not all of the main uh, senolytics that are already described, we test. A lot of them, like when you treat monolayers, you see a nice effect. When you treat, treat these skins with some of these senolytics, the problem is toxicity. And one of the main challenges of some of those molecules is the penetration on the skin because they are not able to uh, be applied topically and they wouldn't penetrate the skin. So by far, and we compared like, I would say we test until now 25 different molecules besides ours and ours performed well, uh, better than all of them. So it's a molecule that we have intellectual property and it's better for us like to take this to the market than trying to use molecules that are already available. Okay, now you mentioned that you're in the Bay Area, so I'm sure you are familiar with other companies that are testing senolytic compounds. Unity Biotech, they had mm -hmm. you know a proprietary molecule and by FDA regulations, they're forced to choose one yeah. endpoint, uh, improvement in arthritic knees or whatever they were doing there. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And they failed to meet that 
endpoint, even though it seems from people in the know, they do have a compound that is a very effective senolytic and which you also seem mm -hmm. to have, but many people are more optimistic uh, that you might succeed. And is that because you're doing a topical cosmetic type intervention? Is it easier to get that type of uh, therapeutic approved? Yeah. Going like topically, it's easier for getting like we don't need to go to all the FDA regulations. The regulations is more uh, restrict. The main thing for us that gave us a little bit more confidence, it's because all the, the molecule was developed using human cells and 3D human skins that is very similar to what we actually we will see in humans. So we have a model that we can translate more easily and we believe more in the efficacy of this translation because we was developed already focused on human cells. And one of the main uh, things that this peptide helps is on the prevention of DNA damage. So the skin, it's uh, always exposed to UVB radiation, to pollution, to a lot of damage. And the way this molecule protects the skin, I think it's easier like to see the benefits in the end than in other diseases. Okay, and then any thoughts about this particular synthetic peptide to go beyond skin? I mean, obviously you're very focused on your topical treatment, but if it's a, a very good senolytic, perhaps it could help other parts of the body as the company thought about that. Yes, yes. Uh, since we are targeting a root cause of aging, like uh, after we start validating and seeing the benefits that can give to an elderly skin, we thought about, okay, this can have different applications. And we are starting to explore these applications. The first one that we did, uh, we evaluate if this peptide could increase the lifespan of worms. So we use the C. elegans model and we run this experiment in two independent facilities, one here in the US and one in Brazil. Uh, and we were fortunate to see an improvement of 16 to 21% on lifespan. But more important, we saw like improvement on the motility of the worms, in indicating that this molecule is improving the health span of these worms. So this got us very optimistic and we have been like trying to understand more of the mechanism of action of this peptide to maybe like being used as a drug to prevent aging and also specifically we are testing this peptide to uh, some other applications and we are looking to partners because we are a small company we can't do everything but we are trying to uh, test this compound in different scenarios well, with the topical application, you've got your new trial coming up and say everything goes perfectly and, and you find good results. Uh, when can people expect a one skin topical product to be on the market? An estimate, perhaps, if everything goes well. Actually, like this second clinical trial is just like to validate even more and understand more about what this product can do to the skin. But uh, we are launching the product now in two months, in October. This product will be already available and will be direct to consumer through our website. It will be a topical supplement that you can apply to your skin and prevent senescence and help your skin to become healthier. 
Well, thank you very much, Alessandra Zanari, the chief medical officer of One Skin. Thanks for joining us on the Longevity Now podcast. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for having me here. After the interview, Alessandra mentioned that she has been using the product for several months. Once it had passed toxicity studies, she thought it was time to dive in. In addition, they tested the product in C. elegans and claimed to have measured a 20% increase in lifespan. Considering that the skin is the largest organ of the human body, perhaps rejuvenation here could lead to more widespread well-being overall. With the product coming on to the market in October of this year, we will know soon enough. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.